Welcome everybody here to season two of Down to the Minute, and man, you guys have probably missed our lovely voices, man. As usual, I am your host, Max Williams, and man, back again, still here is James Russell. James, man, how you doing? Doing good, rebuilding the YouTube channel, and life is just so wonderful. Yeah, talk to us about your YouTube channel now. What is, what's what's it called? What should we look at? at? We're, yeah, we're so at. it's the same as my Twitter. It's Unplugged Mike News, so it's just a little funny title I had before, because I had a microphone without a plug, so... Um, but now I'm trying to make it look seriously. I'm doing stop motion videos and I'm all, for wrestling figures. And I'm also doing voiceovers for some NFL history. So if you guys like any NFL history voiceovers along with wrestling figure stop motion animation, go ahead and check out my YouTube channel, Unplug Mike News. Go on my Twitter account, Unplug Mike, Na- Unplug Mike News. And I have a podcast called The Midwest Gridiron. Go ahead and check that out. It's on Spotify. Man, my boy James has been busy by the time we've been here. <laughs> he's getting new podcasts. He's making new things up. Man, he's getting going. I mean... I'll say this, right? I mean, down in the minute, we had a great first season, right? Great first season. We had a lot of new segments, but man, we're coming up with new ones now, man. I mean, we're probably wondering where our boy Ayers is at tonight. I mean, everyone was probably enjoying our boy Ayers' talk. Still not, I don't know what's, what's up with him. We'll see what's up with him later on in the seasons. Probably busy doing something right now at the moment, but listen, we always enjoy Ayers' takes, and man, we're never going to forget the Will Levis one from season <laughs> one. That is going to be one we never forget, but man, what things are we going to have in season two? We don't know. We will see. We might have new guests that come on the show. We might have new ideas. I had ideas we might do interactive quizzes, interactive polls during the things. You're probably wondering, didn't you mention we might go video? Yes, I did. I did mention we might go video here for season two and get ready for it because I think we're going to get into that involvement here. I'm still figuring out how we can do it as we go on, but with a little bit of help, maybe with my boy James maybe helping out too as well. My boy Tim Hackett is, you know, awesome job as well. And, man, I'll just quickly talk about my jobs, too. I mean, we'll talk about what we've been up to, man, the past before. Man, I've been doing really well. I mean, right now I've been working a security job at the moment uh, for just a lot of different venues, right? For the Royals, uh, let's see, Sporting Kansas City, uh, the KC Current, the Kansas City Monarchs. So a lot of different teams just building up my connections, you know what I'm saying? Building up my connections, building up who I talk to. And, man, now i got a chance to now call this baseball league here called Ban Johnson Baseball. So it's a little bit of a, I believe it's like a high school kind of development league or college players, right? They're trying to get up to the big leagues, trying to get up to the pros, everything else. And it's very cool. They're going to have double headers here coming up. Very, very intrigued to hear about it. Type in Ban Johnson Baseball online. You can check out their league. they got a lot of fun teams. I believe one of them was the KC Knights. There you go. There's one of the interactive team. There's one fun interactive team that I mentioned there. There's a lot of different teams. But tune in to, yeah, if you want to hear my great voice on the air, I'll be on those calls. Maybe James will be there, too. We're trying to build a crew there as well. And, man, so, yeah, we've been busy. So, you're probably wondering what's been taking us so long, trying to get back to the Season 2 premiere. Man, it's probably because we've been busy with jobs. Probably been doing everything else and but, hey, we're back here tonight. That's all that matters, right? And, listen, still back here is the NBA Finals. We're getting right to it, man. I mean, listen, the NBA Finals have been awesome right now, going between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. And, James, just kind of talk talk to us about it. What should we know? Yeah, so first off, I'm, I'm upset my Celtics didn't win, but the Heat went on and the Nuggets went on. They are tied 1-1. One one. Game 1 was 93-104 uh, uh, Nuggets. And then game two, the Heat came back 11 or 111, 108. Heat won won that game. It is tied. Uh, but at the end of the day, I predict the Nuggets are going to win the Finals championship. Yeah, I mean, listen, I the I'll say this about the Miami Heat, right? The Miami Heat they should have won that series up in like four games. 
And we saw about it because, listen, we're talking about the last series because we weren't here in the past episode. So if you're wondering, this is past news. Well, yes, we're right. It is past news, but we're still going to mention it, right? The Boston Celtics, they had all the momentum then coming back from that other series. And I think that's something to watch from that series, right? But the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler is another animal. We've talked about it. Playoff Jimmy. We even talked before we left, I remember, too. Playoff Jimmy is just another animal. No air said that a lot, too. And he pulled him in that game to win on Sunday night because the Nuggets, they actually, they had to come back from the Miami Heat because they were down by 12 at a point in the game. They made a couple of threes and almost had a chance to tie it and go to overtime if Jamal Murray would have made that three-pointer. So I think, you know, it's going to be a great series. But it's the key for Miami is they got to win in home court. They have to because going back to Denver is going to be tough for them. And the most complete team, though, I always thought, though, and a lot of people, because I mentioned this, too, about when I was on crunch time as well, I always said to Kruk that the Nuggets were a team everyone's going to sleep on. And everyone still is. That's I mean, true. people are still too. sleeping on them as you go on. I mean, Nikola Jokic, I mean, that third quarter in game, in game two, that was awesome. I mean, he had 41 points. The thing is, he gets a triple-double. What that means is he's got 10 more rebounds, 10 or more assists, and 10 or more points. I mean, you think maybe you get a double-double. It's like because he's a big man because maybe with rebounds and points. No, he's assisting the ball really well, too. That's something you can't sleep on, too, as well with Jokic. And I think the Nuggets are going to find a way to win this series because the Miami Heat, they got to find a way to keep stopping Jokic. I think they're realizing you can't stop the Joker. You can't know. If you can't stop the Joker, you can't stop him. So if you got to find a way to stop Jamal Murray, maybe stop Bruce Brown, Michael Porter Jr., all those players, that has got to be the key for the Nuggets. Well, if there's anything with Jimmy Butler, we know he is the Batman of the Miami Heat. So I think he can make a big impact. He's been one of the best players, if not the best player of the playoffs this season. But that's the thing with Miami Heat. He has to calm down. Well, not just him. The Heat have to calm down that Denver Nuggets offense. That is the most terrifying offense, one of the most terrifying of this decade. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, looking at it, right, I think the Nuggets, I don't know. A lot of people thought that when they beat the Lakers that they finally rose to their occasion. And I would say, to my opinion, yes, they did. Because obviously LeBron, the Lakers, they came off in a big-time win yeah. in the series beforehand. They weren't even supposed to win that either. Yeah, and against the Grizzlies, right? It was against Memphis Grizzlies. And I think, you know, they took they found a way to win that series. And... You know, I think for the Nuggets, the thing about them is that makes them a complete team is they play together. Yeah. And anytime a team, and any, it's in any sport, right? Anytime you can play together as a team and build on from it, I think it's going to be very cool. And I think that's probably going to be the key with the Nuggets going forward in this series is how can they keep doing it against Miami Heat? Because Miami's been fighting. They, yeah. They're the underdogs. They were not expected to get here. They should have lost well, in the play-in tournament. I mean, yeah, they're, they're an AC. Versus the number one seed. Yeah. I mean, listen, they're, they're a play team. They almost should have lost their first – they actually did lose their first playing game, yeah. and they had to w find a way to survive against the Bulls to even get to this point. So, like, that shows you the character of the Miami Heat right now and how they're playing. I always like Eric Spolster a lot. I mean, even – it doesn't matter if he had LeBron or had D-Wade or what he has with Jimmy Butler now. Right. I mean, him and Pat Riley, what they've created down in Miami is something you can't sleep on. I mean, especially they're an eight seed right now. I'm, not, I'm just going to say it. They played a horrible in the regular season. I mean, yeah. not horrible, but it wasn't their expectations, they It wasn't say. NBA Finals type of play. But I'll say this before we move on, right, to NHL stuff, right? Gabe Vincent, okay, see, Gabe Vincent has to be huge for the Miami Heat going forward. 
and Max Struess. Just remember his name as well. Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. Those two guys are the X factors for this team because Caleb Martin is another one too. He led the team actually in points in that Game 7 win against the Boston Celtics. And listen, he's obviously injured right now, had an illness, but when he's healthy, that's huge too. And then for the Miami Heat too, looking at the injury report, Tyler Hero could come back in this series. If you don't remember, he got injured in the first round series against the Milwaukee Bucks, and now he's going to have a chance to come back. I think that's going to, if he does come back, that's huge too, because he can shoot three, he can make a lot of plays. So those role players for Miami have to step up like they did in game two. I think they have a chance. Anything else you got here, James? Not really. It's just both teams need to keep their tag teams going. I call it tag team, but <laughs> there's a wrestling fan in me. But, I mean, honestly, <laughs> that's how you have to do it. The assists, the uh, three-pointers, both teams are very good at it. Just keep that going, but the defense for both teams have to be on that. So it's a very physical uh, finals this year, something that will go on to be one of the best in the history, I believe. It's, it's filled with a lot of action, and it's filled with a lot of heart. So just keep your A, uh, a game on there, and you'll be fine. Yes, I mean, this NBA Finals, we can't wait. Game three will be tomorrow night. Obviously, we're going to get this posted before tomorrow night, obviously. So we'll get there, and obviously, can't wait to see it. But probably a series that's not going the way that everyone thought it would. Florida Panthers versus the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And, Man, we look at this series, the Golden Knights, man, the first two games at home, they destroyed the Florida Panthers. I mean, obviously looking at it, James, what do you got to say right now about the Golden Knights right now at this point? Well, of course, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, they are 2-0 against the Florida Panthers in this series. I'm actually one of those that actually knew that the Golden Knights would be this dominant because the Florida Panthers, they do have a great team. They beat the Maple Leafs. They know what they're doing. But the, the, the best thing they have right now is their defense. The Golden Knights, the best they have is offense, and it is very dominant, as you can see. Two to five, game one, game one two to seven, game two. They, uh, the Florida Panthers are only doing two goals in these games. The Golden Knights, they're destroying them. You cannot have that issue when you're playing the Golden Knights. And my prediction before this, the playoffs even started was the Maple Leafs, the Stars, or the Golden Knights were going to go to win that. this yeah. series. And I still have my money on the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights are going to take this Stanley Cup. Well, remember, we'll talk about just another recap, too. I mean, the Dallas Stars game against Golden Knights, that was going about to six or seven games. Yeah. And that was going to be a tight one between both of them, and the Golden Knights found a way. They got it done at their, I believe, in game six. It was game six they won in Dallas. And, you know, obviously the Florida Panthers, they came in and they swept the Carolina Hurricanes, a team that everybody thought. And, I mean, you can talk about both Miami teams doing well in both playoffs right now. If you think about it, right? I mean, yeah. Florida Panthers are doing well. They're an under, underdog team. you got Miami Heat. They're an underdog team. They're doing very well, oh, as, yeah. too. So, I mean, obviously something happening down there in Miami, Florida. Um, What's you know. next? Are the Dolphins going to win with Tyreek Hill? No, by the way, no. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's <laughs> maybe another, happen, that's another conversation right, for right. another day. But um, I'll say this right now. I mean, how the Golden Knights are playing. I mean, I always like Jonathan Marchessault. That guy, how he plays. Yeah. He, he knows how to score the puck, throw it around, and make plays. That's what he does. And, I mean, the Florida Panthers, they're not getting the production that they had from the people. They're not getting it from Matthew Tuchuk, who won that game winner, and making plays. He's, they're not finding that, and that's a problem right now. And hopefully, maybe they get some momentum going back home. We'll see. I mean, same thing you could say about the Miami Heat. Hopefully, they can get some momentum going back home, too, as well. I mean, it's just... Right now, the Golden Knights are just destroying them. Every facet of it, the, the defense is playing well. So right now, I mean, I wouldn't say they're going to get swept at the moment. It could be a gentleman's sweep. 
and maybe be five games. Maybe the Florida Panthers win one at home, and then obviously Vegas wins at home. I mean, I could see that happening because maybe why not win in your home fans? I mean, so, you know, Man, it's just a big venue. <laughs> for real T-Mobile arena there in Las Vegas. And so I think it's good. That's what it's probably going to be like. I think that is going to be the key, obviously, for the Panthers. They got to find a way to stop that offense right now. Well, and here's the thing, too. I mean, you look at the Maple Leafs, right? Look at the games that they had when the Florida Panthers destroyed them. They were going way too aggressive. And of course, that is the type of team where you can be aggressive. But with the Florida Panthers, how their defense is played, you can't be aggressive. The difference between the Golden Knights and the Maple Leafs, they are, they are they're not under pressure. They're cool and collective, but they also have a strategy. You know how they've been going all over the place and mm-hmm. on the ice. They've been passing oh, yeah. along and getting goals like left and right. That's what they're doing. It's the strategy that wins the game, not being aggressive and just throwing the puck everywhere. And I believe the Golden Knights are going to win because of that. Yeah, I mean, that's – I don't know. Right now it just looks like everything's working for the Vegas Golden Knights. I think that's going to be the key – and man, I think probably they're gonna win this series. I just, it just looks like it. I mean, I just when you look at how they're playing, the venue, it's just right now. If I had to say the winners right now, and obviously we're gonna get to about probably next week when it gets to about game five, like game six, probably when the time we do the next show, I think we're probably gonna say it's gonna be Vegas that wins it, and I'm gonna say the Nuggets win. So both Florida teams, unfortunately, will have a chance to be in the finals, but will not win it. So. Man, and now it gets back to our same ritual we've done before. It is the new season of one-minute takes. And, man, we wish we had Ayers here to do his one-minute take because I know he has some great ones too. But, man, it's just James and me tonight. And, obviously, when we do have a guest on, we obviously will let them have a chance to do their one-minute take. So, me being the host, I'm going to be the generous guy as usual. Let my boy James start off with his one-minute take. So, James, your take starts now. So I'm going to start off with the fact that the Kansas City Royals are the Denver Broncos of the MLB. Now, hear me out, right? They both have, you know, different credentials on their whole career. But look at it this way. The Denver Broncos won Super Bowl 50, which was in 2015 against the Carolina Panthers. The Kansas City Royals won the 2015 World Series against the Mets. After that, they haven't made the playoffs since, and they've been the laughing stock of the league. Uh, Von Miller is the Salvador Perez, in this, and it's the same. It's basically the same person defensively, because you have the catcher, and his uh, leadership is what drives the team. Von Miller, he drove the team when he was in Denver. Okay. Along with the fact that they both won MVPs of that big game, um, and both players lost, or lo- both teams lost big players such as. For the Broncos, Demarius Thomas, Peyton Manning, Demarcus Ware. For the Royals, Mike Moustakas, Lorenzo Cain, and Eric Hosmer. Big parts of that of that team. This and they haven't made the playoffs since. They're a laughing stock, and they are just they're exploding still. Can they get a comeback? I can't see it, but they are having a new environment. Okay, so your one minute take just went a little bit over there, six seconds basically over. Hey, hey, it's the first. It's a new season, right? So you're trying to get used to what's happening, but. So basically, I'm trying to clear this up. I was trying to understand what you're saying. Yeah. So you're saying that the Denver Broncos are tr- are what? They're going to be good coming up this no. year, or they're not going to be? No, I'm saying that the Kansas City Royals are the Denver Broncos of the MLB because they cannot have a stable team. Oh, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. I so. mean, just look at it. In this okay, way too, well, right? okay. Sorry, I was trying to think about what you were saying. So. <laughs> no, the Royals and the Denver Broncos are screwed either way. It, it, even if they try to, because that's what uh, Kansas City is doing. Uh, they're trying to rebuild and they're trying to have a new okay. atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Look at what Denver's doing. They're trying to rebuild, have a mm-hmm. new atmosphere. It ain't working. They have Russell Wilson and um, 
the Royals have Bobby Wood Jr. trying to make it big. It ain't going to work. I'll say this, and I'll say maybe here's the difference of why I'll probably disagree with this one-minute take, right? Is because Denver now is starting to figure out something in connection. I think they're going to start. I think I don't know if they're going to beat the Chiefs yet. Now, hear me out. They're not going to beat the Chiefs. Chiefs are going to be the top dog right now. We all know that right at the moment. But I still think maybe with Sean Payton there. Sean Payton's been successful wherever he goes. He's been a successful coach. He has done a pedigree. He's done a great job. I think what he can do, though, with Russell Wilson's got to be key. Because Russell Wilson, this will now prove to me if Russell Wilson is washed or not washed. Now, when it gets to the Royals, listen, I, I've been there for security doing jobs there. I've seen the Royals in person, and man, <laughs> yeah, they've been a problem. They have, they have not been themselves because they were in the World Series. Didn't they win a World Series? Yeah, 2015, they won the World yeah, Series. Yeah, they led oh, in 20. My other thing with that, too, they also, last time they made a big game before they won, they lost in an embarrassing fashion. So that was my other thing, too. It's like it's been only about, like, what, five or six years, you would say, probably. Well, more than that. Yeah, I mean, more. So uh, seven eight years, years. Eight years? Yeah. But still, eight years. And, and it's been eight years since both clubs have made the playoffs. And we'll they, see. And, and, being in the play, and being in that position, they haven't even been good. They haven't even been good that entire time. So yeah, they, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to hear, right? I mean, with the Denver Broncos, I think they can they can change something up. I mean, they got some players that I think they can build around. And I think just around a new coach with Sean Payton is going to be huge for the Broncos. And, I mean, when it goes to the Royals, listen, they have the second worst record in MLB right now. That is that is not good at the moment. And right now it's – I'm a Royals fan, so you know no, how I and feel here's about that. the thing. It's like <laughs> – but when I watch it too, I watched the game one time. It was funny. They were up two to one in the game, and they had a chance to win. They felt good. Then they lost seven to two. They gave up six runs in the eighth inning alone. Like that's not that's not going to win you ball games. That is you need you need help in all directions. So, I mean, we just anyways, though, Rockies, just yeah, that's not you know anything. just you know just wanted to clear that up with the confusion. See if we understood that. But now my one minute take for season two starts now and missing i'm picking something that just literally happened today right the pga is now merging with live golf and man this is very interesting to me because remember a lot of players for the pga left live golf to go over there to try to like change up everything i think for the game of golf this is not bad for golf because here's the thing i'll say this about um live is that a lot of players are getting more money in a setups for themselves and live than they do in pga that's why a lot of players left because they felt like they weren't getting the money representation from the PGA like they do in Live. And granted, yes, Live is supported by Saudi Arabia and there's been an influence about that and there's people that don't think that's right. But I still think that this is going to help maybe put a major win um, for the, actually the country, first of all, Saudi Arabia, for others that are going to be part of this. And also it's going to influence golf because it's now going to make it more, I think, internationally known. Because obviously being a thing part of with Saudi Arabia, you're going to get people that are not just going off um, to like Britain one time for the British Open. You're going to get people that are going to go like maybe to Japan one time. Or I'm being serious here. And going to other places that are worldwide that are going to be huge. So I think that's going to be a huge marker for the PGA and live. And I can already tell, listen, I was way off too. Listen, so we're both struggling here. I mean, Ayers probably would have beat us if we were both here, but... I'm just, it's just, it's, this is very interesting to me, James. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, when you look at this, I think this merger is going to be huge for the PGA because mm-hmm. now what is this going to mean for like things like the Masters? Now we're talking like big tourneys now. Masters, talking about the U.S. Open. 
You're talking about the PGA Championship. What's that? Now, PGA, there might not be no PGA Championship more. If you're going to say PGA is going to go with Liv, why would you call it PGA Championship? I mean, you could do what the NFL and AFL did. Yeah, it's, that's, it's that's what I'm saying. But then the bigger golfers, and now you're going to get in there John Rahm, that's been a big golfer too as well. I mean, Brooks Kepka, I believe, is already in Liv, if I remember correctly. And I believe there's another one, too. But there's going to be bigger-name golfers. That's The point is, you're going to have all golfers going into live. I think it's going to help out the sport getting more revenue shares. They're going to get more people that are going to be interested more in golf. And it might change the game of golf as a whole. So props to the PGA today with merging with live to try to obviously increase the influence for golf worldwide for that point. So absolutely good for the PGA. And, man, listen, we're going to go into now, we're going to talk about some college softball that's going on. And, listen, this is the championship. And listen, I, we talked about softball with Avila all the time going into, you know, Avila season. And we'll first talk about, we'll recap what Avila softball did. I mean, Avila softball made it all the way into the NAIA tournament. And, man, they lost to Oklahoma Pharmacy and Sciences going in there. And, unfortunately, couldn't find a way to get it done. But, listen, it was a great season for them, absolutely. Just heard today, Chelsea Kurtz. I'm actually going to look at my phone right here real quick to check out because she got something, actually, James, that was very intriguing award-wise. And it was awesome because I'll tell you this, Chelsea Kurtz led the team in stolen bases this season. That was awesome. Came in, actually got the NAIA Golden Shoe Award recipient. So what that means is, is that basically they're telling us that she is a very fast individual in stolen bases overall, and they're telling everyone that she got that award. So props up there to Chelsea Kurtz. Absolutely wonderful job. And listen, we go to college softball itself. Well, I mean, you probably, if you know a little bit about softball, you probably heard of Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma has been the powerhouse of softball for the past five or six years, James. I mean, we're talking about it. If you're talking about like Patriots dynasties that they wore back in the day, you're talking about UConn and women's basketball. Oklahoma right now is basically those in women's softball right now. They are dominating every fashion. Patty Gasso, the head coach outstanding coach and they got a lot of great senior upperclassmen leaders jada coleman tiara jennings and i just their team in general they build around um their hitters and they do a very good job building around um their pitchers as well i mean nicole may outstanding pitcher likes to throw obviously inside and out and then also i mean jordy ball i mean she's been outstanding coming in she's now a sophomore that comes in now was their freshman last year and did a very good job She's doing outstanding, and they're playing against a Florida State team that, again, is also led by senior leadership. I mean, look at it. I mean, Catherine Sandercock, I mean, outstanding. She can really pitch the fastball inside, likes to throw the change up on occasions. And they got a lot of great hitters as well. So, I mean, this championship series is going to be outstanding. I think for softball in general, they're building up in the ranks, James. I mean, they're not – they're bidding people up in ESPN, um, CBS, other people starting to pay attention to them. I think – that's good for women's sports. And I've always said this, women's sports needs to get out there in the forefront more. And I, I'm being, I'm, this is coming from my heart, right? I say this because I have a sister that's a younger sister too, right? And she plays soccer. And I always said, get women's soccer no more. Get more softball out more. And that's what they're doing right now. And I give a lot of credit for that. And I can't wait to see the championship series tomorrow. It's going to be outstanding. Florida State and Oklahoma. Personally, if you're asking me who wants to win this series, people have said, oh, who do you think might win this series, Max? I said, well, I think Oklahoma should win this series, right? They should because they got the more talent. But, hey, Florida State can play. they got a great roster, great pitchers, great staff. I think it can go either way, in my opinion. I mean, because, listen, Oklahoma should have lost to Stanford in the, when they were there in that chance, but then had to go to nine innings 
and then win by an RBI double by Tiara Jennings back there in the top of the, I believe, yeah, it was the top of the ninth, and they got it done. So I think, obviously, props up there for Oklahoma and Florida State, and Man, James, you got anything you want to talk about with softball? I, I mean, yeah, I mean, just women's sports in general, because you can even look at the WNBA, and people did not take it seriously. People laughed at it. People were like, oh, well, this is, uh, well, women, why are they doing this? Oh, they just, people just watch for the looks. It's like, yeah, but then you look at college ball, and you look at what happened in the NCAA this year, interesting stuff happened, and stuff that you don't even see going into the pros. I mean, it's insane what this revolution is turning into. A lot of people don't take this seriously for sports in general for women. But if you really look into it, there is a lot to look at. There is a lot to be entertained by. So I, I, I do believe in what you're talking about. And I have a sister myself. I have nieces. Uh, so, I mean, I understand exactly what you mean. Well, and I mean, think about it with the game of women's sports. To women's basketball, this season, we talked about it a lot when we were going in from last season. They got a lot of representation last year with Iowa and Caitlin Clark. I mean, we look at LSU and Angel Reese. We look at those players. I mean, they're starting to get up money for NIL. Yeah. I mean, that's it. you got and they deserve it. I yeah. mean, you got if you look at the top five people in the NIL, there's three of them that are from LSU women's basketball team alone. And Flage Johnson, Angel Reese, and I believe it's Haley Van Lith as well that just transferred from Louisville over now to LSU. So like What's that telling you in women's sports is that they're building up competitive nature. And that's, that, and that's exactly what they want. And, I mean, listen, they should be at the same thing as men. I, I agree with that. I totally do under, agree with that, and I think it should keep going with that. And props up to these sports. And, man, what a game it should be tomorrow between Oklahoma and Florida State. And, man, we couldn't go out with this segment not without NFL news. Even though it is off season right now. We get things going on, but James, get us caught up. What's happening in the NFL at the moment? There's a lot going on with the NFL. First off, the Cincinnati will not be featured for Hard Knocks this season. Oh, it man. was it was it was predicted, but the rumor has it it will still be in the AFC. So an AFC hmm. team will be in Hard Knocks. But honestly, this could be a good thing for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, there's been a really bad curse going for Hard Knocks uh, teams. So maybe this is good for your Cincinnati Bengals, man. Who knows? Uh, other news, the Kansas City Chiefs visited the White House to meet Joe Biden. That's true. Um, mm -hmm. Biden held out a Chiefs jersey reading Biden with the number 46, indicating um, him being the 46th president of in American history. Um, president Biden stated the Chiefs had shown the power of unity during White House visit, which I think is very important just for the world in general. Did you um, see before you kept going? Did you see that Travis Kelsey almost going to take the mic? <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Oh man! I mean, he, anytime he he gets the mic, it's so great. And yeah, maybe he should have gotten the mic. I mean, maybe you yeah. Could've... Like I said, once we go video, we'd love to show that video of what was happening. <laughs> so what happened was, so we'll just explain it most of people. So we got the audio is that he was trying to like Biden was ta like was talking outside, and then obviously there was an open mic. So anytime you know Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey's going to be that guy that says, hey, I want to talk, I want to get everything. So he saw Michael, he's like, oh, I'm going to take advantage of it. i got all these people around. And good old Patrick Mahomes had to take him back, man, and not allow him to talk. But obviously, yeah, <laughs> props up there for the Chiefs. Anything else, James? Yeah, man, a lot of stuff here. So first off, uh, the Hall of Fame game was announced to be the Jets versus Browns at Cleveland, oh, Ohio. Okay. Which, of course, you know, Dayton, Ohio was the birth. Uh, place of the NFL, of the yep. NFL Hall of Fame, so it only Canton, makes Ohio. sense. Canton, Ohio, that's where it is, mm -hmm. pro football thing. 
Um, so, I mean, and Jets, they just got Aaron Rodgers. The, the Browns, they're trying That's to rebuild. That's interesting. So, and yeah. I, I overall think the Jets are going to win this one, but either way, there's a lot of talent well, for I both mean, teams. We are talking a preseason game. So, it's not yeah. like this is, again, this is not no, real no, no. game. I'm saying just the backups in general. I'm saying the backups in general. There's a lot to love for Oh, yeah, this no, this is, this, this is where the backups shine. I mean, this is where yeah. they should shine and do well. It's funny that they got Cleveland up there because Cleveland's like literally a, not that far away from Canton, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bus drive there for Cleveland. But yeah, I mean, that's intriguing to me with the Jets. I mean, I've always, I don't know. I'm still skeptical. And I say I'm still skeptical because it's, you've got to understand the Jets are a team, right? They've been that bad for so long. And I just everyone's thinking, okay, now you got Aaron Rodgers in here, you got all these pieces, like it's gonna change overnight. It's like I believe it will. I I, I They did it with Mark Sanchez in no nine. Yeah, but you gotta understand <laughs> who's still there. I still think you gotta find a way to beat Josh Allen. You still gotta find a way to beat Patrick Mahomes. You still gotta find a way to beat Joe Burrow. And I'm I'm gonna say this. I a lot of people were talking to me about I, I like the Miami Dolphins when Tua is healthy. Now, question is, can Tua be healthy? That's always the can question. Can he play in general? Yeah, can he play in general with his injuries? We don't know. But when he is, the Miami Dolphins are a team you can't sleep on either. And I'll say this, even though a lot of people still sleep on what's going on, you can't sleep on the Patriots either right now. No. I mean, you can't. Or well, because, there. I mean, granted, listen, Mac Jones needs a lot of developing. He still needs to develop a lot more as a quarterback. But I still think they got some pieces, though, that could be interesting that I really like. Mike Jacecki from the Dolphins is an underrated tight end, yeah. really underrated tight end. Oh, I love him. And guess what? They stole your guy, Juju Smith-Schuster, to go to New England. Yeah, that's And remember, cool. there's a guy still out there in the market, DeAndre Hopkins, out there. Who will want to take him? Kansas, Kansas City's City. been up in the, as oh, a forefront. Oh, we better take him. We better take him. I mean, you got him. <laughs> um, you got the Patriots have been talks about getting DeAndre Hopkins as well. I Listen, that could be interesting. If, if you think Bill Belichick wants to roll the dice and get more weapons from Mac Jones, I could see it. So it I, that's, that's why I don't know about the Jets yet is because there's still the division can be tough. And, yeah. But then you got to go through those three teams. I mean, until anyone stops Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes, I can't say they're the top three quarterbacks right now. Yeah. I might say in the AFC. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, yes. We've seen his pedigree. He's been to a lot of things. He's turned programs around. But – to be honest, you got to stay in the NFC if you're Aaron Rodgers because the NFC is where it's it's not as top heavy with teams. It's like the teams that I think are the only threats right now, in my opinion. You can debate me whatever you want to say here in a minute. I got to use say the Eagles and the 49ers. Okay, no, I can see that in the, in the Ma- NFC side. Maybe maybe the Seahawks. And here's why I say this: this is intriguing to me because I really like when they got Jackson Smith and Jigba in the draft. I think he's going to be the one that everyone talks about going into this season. And they got great receivers, and I'm actually happy they signed up Geno Smith. Like, I think he deserved to get that money, and he's now going to be their quarterback. He's got to show it now for an entire season now that he is the guy there in Seattle. And the problem with the 49ers that I'm worried about is, who's the quarterback? I don't know. Is it Trey Lance? They got Sam Darnold. Even though I've seen Sam Darnold struggle in the past, do I think he deserves to be a quarterback spot? No. I, I just don't see it with Sam Darnold. And, well, he's and, not a starter. Not, not no, starter. and I mean, you still got Brock Purdy there, even though everyone's like, no, he's Brock Purdy. He's an un, un, Mr. Irrelevant. I don't care. He took you to the playoffs last year. Right. Like, so that's something. I'd, I'd give him another So playoff. I say you've got to give him a chance. So that's another thing with the 49ers. But right now the Eagles, I mean, they're – they're probably the best team right now if you had to look at I mean, the Cowboys, they're still building up. Yes, everyone's going to say, oh, the Cowboys are going to be there. They're the Cowboys. You know? 
Well, they got to show in the playoffs so they want to prove it to me. I know all you Cowboy fans want to say it, but you've got to show when you get there. So, but man, you got anything else, James? Well, what should we know? Well, listen, I, I'll give the Cowboys fans the benefit of the doubt. You will be in the playoffs again. I Just don't, the question is, will you do in the playoffs? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, as, as I, I don't right believe now. they'll make, do yeah. anything. And this, that's the thing with the Jets, too. Like, I don't think they're going to go all out, you know. And I kind of uh, compare it with Brett Favre, right, with whenever he went to the Jets. But he also went to the Vikings where they had everything, right? They had, they had uh, a, whole, a whole entire offense. You know, Adrian Peterson was a beast and helped out Brett Favre majorly. But with the Jets, Aaron Rodgers has that. And Aaron Rodgers is not a Brett Favre. He's made, he's, I think he's a little better than Brett Favre in history, honestly. Personally, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a better player all around than Brett Favre ever was. And I know Tim Hackett's going to say different with that. He <laughs> already true. has. Yeah, Tim, Tim I'm sorry, say. Tim, but Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day is better than Brett Favre. And along with that, the Jets, just, they just have the team, man. And Robert, Robert Sala... He comes from a, a Super Bowl um, uh, resume, and with, with a defense developing the way it is, you know, Sauce Gardner being who he is, I believe the Jets can at least make the playoffs. I think the Bills will step down a bit and maybe hit third in the division. Yes, I believe in that. It's either going to be Miami or it's going to be the Jets for the first seed. Wow, that and is so, that is a hot take right there. But I also believe in what you're saying for the 49ers and the Eagles, and I believe they should start Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. He went 10 to 0 last year, just as a as a starting quarterback in the season, which is huge for a Mr. Irrelevant rookie quarterback. Regardless of what kind of team you have, you can have Tom Brady from 2000 with the team. Brock Purdy had 10 and 0, and the only game he lost that season is the game that he didn't fully play in. Just hey, think, and that's the NFC Championship game against the juggernaut. I, of the personally, I agree with you. I think they should give a chance for Brock Purdy. But man, when you said third in the division for the Bills, that's <laughs> That's I a, think that's a hot a step take. Down. They don't have they don't have much that, that um, ex, um, impresses me this year. They have an aging. They they have a lot of uh, development. They have a lot of key players, but they also have some older players that are starting to digress. So I All don't right. I don't know if I'm. Hey guys, we are it, we so. are here in June six. This is we're already talking <laughs> NFL hot takes in June six. All Man, right, I love it. Hey, this the sun is shining. We're in the summer. It's, it's yeah. So we're gonna go into that. But man. We got NFL. We got all the time in the world, well, right? There is other news, actually. Oh boy! One more thing. We'll yeah, get to it. Just what do you one want more to say? thing. Shannon Sharp has left undisputed. Yes, that is true. Yeah. And it's over That's, Skip Bayless' okay. actions. And I want to talk about that. Let's actually talk about this. Go ahead. Because we are reporters. We do this podcast together. We broadcast together with baseball, with softball. You're a football player. You know, it, we are a part of this um, journalism life together, and we know how much. It matters to have respect for one another, and Skip Bayless did not have that for Shannon Sharp, especially for a man that won three Super Bowls, is in the Hall of Fame, or in, uh, quoting him, he's in the effing Hall of Fame, if I may. And so, and, and he's you know comparing him to Tom Brady. He's you know he's constantly bullying him on air, constantly. And Skip Bayless has been doing that his whole career. You cannot do that to people, especially for your guests. He did that to Ravens players back when they were winning the Super Bowl. And guess what? They won that Super Bowl. Uh, you remember Suggs? He, he disrespected True. him. Mm -hmm. He disrespected Rich, Richard Sherman. Yeah. He's been disrespecting many players, such as LeBron. And, and LeBron, obviously, is still that guy. He's not this season, but he is that guy this, in this decade. So Skip Bayless, and he, he's still proven wrong. But he is very disrespectful to who he's with at the other side of the table. And Shannon Sharp, he's done with it. 
And I agree with them because you can't get paid being disrespectful to your colleagues. And I cannot continue this podcast, and we cannot continue continue this podcast if we're disrespectful, disrespectful of one another. That is just another example. Undisputed yeah, will no, no longer have Shannon Sharp. No, it's it's tough. And, I mean, for Shannon, I mean, now it's where does he go next? I think that's going to be the key. I think he's not – I don't think you would say he's done yet. No. I think he's still finding markets out there. And, yeah, Skip Bayless has that reputation, you know, to say stuff and be disrespectful. But also Skip Bayless, you know, has takes that actually sometimes I agree with what he says or he has it, and he's an outspoken person. I mean, you should have saw him when he was at first take with Stephen A. I mean, yeah. he was doing the same thing everything else and so I mean other news that I heard of going into like the market is Pat McAfee the Pat McAfee show is now going to go now to ESPN over here in the fall and the Pat McAfee show has been a huge show it's kind of been building up worldwide for a lot of people and a lot of people on I mean I'm curious to know what you think too think that ESPN is this marketing thing that's going to ruin Pat McAfee's show and here's now I'm going to give people context and a lot of people know what this show is about right it's basically his show is basically kind of like ours, but on a way, way bigger scale, right? He has a lot of basically a lot of friends that he talks with, a lot of people that he hangs out with. Basically, one of his friends on the show is like his best friend from when he was back home in high school, and he's now on the show with them. Um, they got a great OSU linebacker, A.J. Hawk, that's on the show. Outstanding guy, obviously, Ohio State. You know, I love him. And, you know, and a lot of other players as well. And, they, they you know, they have their own reputation. They cuss on the show. They say stuff on the show, but they say their opinions, and it's very fun and energetic, and they have stuff. And now a lot of people think that ESPN is going to ruin their show. Him going there, they're going to not let him be himself. They're going to make him go into, like, suit and ties. Because also another thing that you like about Pat McAfee is he does not wear a suit or tie. No. He does not wear He wears tank tops, he everybody. He does in WWE. Yeah. He don't even wear it in WWE. He wears tank tops, everybody. Yeah. He wears a simple black tank top. And I believe one time when they were talking about he actually says most of his closet – is filled with those black tank tops and everything else. He only has like one dress shirt, maybe one dress pant and something else. So he's just himself. I mean, that's who he is. And I mean, but so people think that ESPN is going to like change him up. I and mean, he's already telling people that's not going to be the case. He wants to keep everything the same. He wants to keep everybody else. Just he wants to get more money. And I'll say this. Who doesn't want to get more money? I do. <laughs> I mean, like, this is why we're in business, right? I mean, this is why we're looking for stuff. We're building up is yeah. to build things up and, I agree with people. I'm not on the agreement of ESPN is going to ruin everything you do. Now, do I think that ESPN can ruin, you know, or hurt people's reputations on occasions? Well, maybe. Sure. But you could say that for a lot of networks, right? A lot of networks, they can change people with how you work with or how you use. But I think for Pat McAfee, this is a great opportunity. He's going to take advantage of this. He's going to do well with it. And I think he's going to probably promote his show even, even more because this is going, obviously, ESPN's a big company and it's going to go to a worldwide audience and so you know that's going to be awesome so props to pat mcafee you know i think he's going to do well and hey maybe shannon sharp comes on the pat mcafee show now that would be very very undisputed 2.0 this that might be interesting i thought about that for a second that might be interesting probably won't happen folks we're just we're just having fun here me and james yeah we're just having fun chatting. That'd be nice, though. Even if he's a guest, that'd uh, be great. But listen, man, we're going to end off with this topic. So listen, we had a great segment in the first season about AI, right? How AI was controlling things. A lot of people actually talked to me about off-air, James, actually, from the first season. Um, A couple people talked about it. My boy Tim Hackett was mentioning about this. And other people were mentioning about this. And just people all around, right? They said, what is the world of AI going to do? And, man, listen, I actually saw something or uh, an article, according from Twitter, 
that there was someone trying to control an AI like robot or something doing it, and he almost killed his owner. Killed him. Think about that for a second, James. I mean, this look is, at this. We have AI people that are yeah, they're they're going over here. They're starting to now kill people. Oh, I man. mean, like, are you seeing what's like? This is what's happening, man. Remember, we were just talking about the basis of AI the first yeah. time we were talking about it. We foreshadowed this. We knew this was going to be a negative issue. And remember, at the time when I was mentioning this, I was actually in a class at the time talking about it. And I was actually writing a report about it and about sports broadcasting. And man, listen, it's. Man, my th- I'm going to say this. My class, I respect you all and I respect the class and everything. <laughs> but my topic that I talk about is the most current topic that's happening right now. And I'm not saying this just to say it. I'm being honest with the people. Like, that is, it is really changing, like, how people do things. Not even just what we're talking about in our world, in the world of wide. I mean, it's just very intriguing to me. So, I mean, man, that, would you got anything else, man? I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, this can go down. It- as the most negative thing economically it can go down you know we can lose jobs over this and that's the biggest fear going into ai we lose jobs we lose big corporations we lose a lot of stuff but that's not the only thing negative for ai i mean look at this news story right here where the pentagon had had photos of it explosion uh, having explosions and literally it was a fake ai generated photo of the pentagon is that explosion. right yes the pentagon had his fo- photo, right, sent to multiple people, exp- uh, ex- explosions. And people actually thought this was real. Look at the history that the Pentagon has. This is our military weaponry base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is, if people don't know the history, now I know Gen Z doesn't really care about this history very much. They don't really, I don't see a lot of people respecting this history very much. I respect it, and I research it all the time. Let's look back at 9-11-2001. When a plane hit the Pentagon and exploded and made a big explosion and made a big outcry in American history. Not just, not just that alone, but other three hit other targets that would have been huge. One of them missed their target, but it still was a big situation. <laughs> but this is the thing. The Pentagon. You make AI photos, explosions of the Pentagon. That is not something to mess around with, especially when we're, not we are, but the world is at war with Russia against Ukraine. That's not, and when we're at a point of almost being a part of that war, and I'm not trying to get political with people right now, this is, I'm going to put it to rest after this. Stuff like this can make a huge fear factor when we don't even need one. And when we're about to go into war with, with Ukraine against Russia and against China and all those other Countries, big countries, the last thing you want to do is mess with the United States, tra- um, or not, tra- um, a major building in the United the Pentagon, States. Yeah. Right. That is the Pentagon. That is our military weaponry base. AI can, can be bad for economic reasons, yeah. for war reasons, for any <laughs> kind of reason. It does nothing good, and it can even control our lives. It is watching us. Yeah. That's the creepy part about it, right? Is that it's it's like it's looking at us now and it's like turning into separate things. And it's like that's what I'm like thinking about is like what is AI just gonna do for everybody in different spots? I mean you already got AI trying to control people's like easy um, like an easy business job. Yeah. Or like um, a business like they're in a factory or something. They're doing factory jobs. So like what is it gonna lead into, you know, in the sports program and everything else? Just look at Snapchat. 
whenever I'm yeah, on the my AI on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. So whenever we're typing on our little group chat and, and Snapchat, because <laughs> you know we, we pre-planned. Anybody with a successful podcast should have that. Um, the, whenever I hit, whenever I type my, the first thing that comes up is that little annoying little yeah. guy, yeah. my AI. And he's annoying, by the way. I'm sorry, he's annoying. <laughs> I wish I can turn him off. No offense to the AI kid, but like, bye. Get yeah, out of no, here. Hey, no, he's, there's some, listen, there's some creepy things that my AI can say to you. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm being serious. Like, yeah. there's, some, there's some spots that I listen to. I'm like, whoa, this is actually coming out of an, a robot's mouth and saying it. So, man, listen, I bet we're going to have some more AI topic fun stuff at the, later in the show. I mean, because we know it's, you know, we're talking about fun in air quotes. Um, because listen, this thing ain't going away, James. No. You know, it's and still going to be gonna here. It's going to get worse, and it's going to change. What's next? The White House? Oh God, I they're hope hitting not. The, they're hitting the Pentagon. Hey, hey. Or they're trying to. <laughs> I hope not, because then we would be in a lot more trouble if it's yes. started in the White House. So Maybe that's a wake-up call we need. Listen, man. Listen. <laughs> now we'll conclude the season premiere, episode ten here of Down to the Minute, and man, we're happy that we got this episode in for all you guys. Very and listen. Happy. We're going to keep going with this show, man. We're going to keep going with this over the summer. Still going to try to do it every Tuesday night. We might change the show's hours and stuff. We might change it in the future because we got some guests that want to come on with different times and everything. And I can't wait to keep going with it and keep diversifying. We're going to get video on here soon. So, again, if you want to see our lovely faces, see me and Ayers and James, we will get that situated out for you guys ASAP. And listen, man, that will conclude the episode. Listen, this is Max. This is James. So long.